0: Welcome back to Unconditionally
1: Unfiltered.
0: (laughs) This is officially episode one, and we are going to talk about our story.
1: We kind of lied to you in episode zero.
0: Yeah, we felt like there was a... We needed a little bit more context about us before we just like dove into our crazy experience. So we're going to share our story today, how we met, and all that good stuff. So me and Sandra have completely different stories.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the same story.
0: And we fight every time we talk about it. <laughs> Not real fight. We don't just fight. Just like I want to punch him a little bit.
1: So you should, you should probably start with your life event that happened a few months before we met. My life event. <laughs> yeah. I did, I'm setting My it up. My
0: life event was I got divorced.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a big life event.
0: It is. It's just funny. How you said it. So I was married for almost two and a half years and got divorced. And
1: living in St. George, Utah. Living
0: in St. George, Utah. And I felt like I needed to escape because my ex was still there. And it's a very small a little, I guess not that small, but it's small enough that I ran into him on dates. Like, the first two weeks we got divorced. so like, 10
1: years ago, it was a lot smaller. And especially, like, 24, 25-year-olds. Like, it's a small group.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I was like, I gotta bounce. So, um, yeah, we owned a house together. And I just let him, my ex, move into the house. And I moved up here to live with some roommates. So, that was weird. Going from being married to living the single life with roommates again. (laughs) That was so weird. Um, so how,
1: well, you wanted to meet some new people.
0: Yeah. I wanted to meet people. So I moved into, um, yeah, a house with my friend that I actually played volleyball with at Dixie and we, I was just in Orem, Utah. Yeah. No one was my age, like in Utah, people get married young. So, my I was 24-ish when I got divorced. So everyone in my ward, which is...
1: Like a church group.
0: A church group. um, The Mormon church group was like 19 or 21 just getting home from their mission. And then there was me that was a divorced 24-year-old. And I just felt so out of place. So I wanted to meet new people. And as soon as I marked my status on Facebook as single, I started getting all those stupid dating site ads and I was so Mm. annoyed and I kept ignoring them. And then there was one, one night I opened up, I don't even remember if it was my phone or computer or whatever, but I opened up something and there was LDS planet popped up and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. We'll see what happens. So I went on, I signed up, I jumped on the search filter to find some eligible friends that were my age.
1: Bachelors.
0: Um, so I literally like typed in people around my age. I don't even remember what the categories were that you could fill in. But I filled it all out and pressed the search button. And Blonde
1: hair, red beard. That was <laughs> yep, the filter. Actually, I actually don't have a beard. And a
0: couple, a couple people popped up. So I messaged both of them. And I said,
1: You said find me on Facebook.
0: Or was this the next day? I, I can't think it remember. was the next
1: day because you got a bunch of like creepy messages from like kids' dads yeah. that were trying okay, to help okay. them out.
0: My memory is awful. You guys will learn that really quick. Okay, so I signed up, I went to bed, I woke up, and I had so many messages. And like I opened some of them, and they're like, she looked love, like
1: Angelina Jolie back in the day.
0: I would love to meet up with you and see if you would be a good fit for my son. I was like, what the hook? Just the weirdest messages. And I had no, I did not. I was done at that point. And I had only been on it for a night. So that's when I got onto the search bar, searched for some normal human beings. I found Sonder, found another guy. I messaged both of them and said, I'm deleting this. Come find me on Facebook if you want to hang out. And then I deleted my account. So, Sonder.
1: Okay. So, at that time, I had started a business and I was working a lot. I wasn't being the most social during that time. Um, and I mean, even even before that, I was like training for football and that was kind of what I was focused on with my business. So, there was just a lot... I don't know, for like nine months before that, I really, I mean, I was dating, but it wasn't like, I wasn't dating a ton then. So I decided to sign up for two dating websites, LDS Singles and LDS Planet. Um, And yeah, I mean, kind of the same experience Jalen had, just a lot of people messaging me that, one, I wasn't attracted to and whatever, but I think the second part was, I think, I don't even, maybe I liked you or I don't even know if we like matched or anything, but
0: it wasn't a match thing. I think you just messaged.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's been so long. So yeah. So she messaged me that and then I messaged her on Facebook.
0: I'm literally pulling it up. Oh, you are? you have to read it. It's so funny. Okay. Our she... conversation and our flirting is just so funny.
1: Oh no. I don't know if I want to revisit that. <laughs>
0: Okay, no, we have to read it. Okay. Okay. It still says you live in Eagle Mountain. That's weird. Huh. Okay. So this was March nineteenth, two thousand and twelve, and he must have added me because I messaged him and I said, "Hey, you found me. How are you?" And he said, "It was very difficult to find you, especially since I had your whole name." So funny. Did
1: I, I do had you to like a winky face. Actually, I hated emojis. <laughs> I me. had to
0: copy your name and post it in the search bar. You took up a lot of my time. Haha, I'm just doing great. I'm just keeping myself super busy. How's your day been thus far? And then, yeah, I wrote him back. And, oh, you don't want
1: to read your response, but you're okay reading mine?
0: I mean, okay. Unless Aha, it's boring. Well, I hope all that time was worth being Facebook friends. I'm tired. I'm a nanny, so I'm go, go, go all day long. I'm, ex- It's exhausting. I look forward to my nights. So then nothing after that. And then I messaged him again and said, how is staying super busy going? And he said, haha, sorry. Well, it's going super busy. I'm setting up a meeting with investors, figuring out a new money raising strategy. Just some business stuff. How's nannying going? I talked about nannying for a second. We went back and forth. Wait, I want to get to the good part.
1: Just put this on like four times speed while she's pulling this up.
0: Okay, so I gave him my number on March 20th, so a day later. And I'm pretty sure you said something We're moving like,
1: fast. One day, got the digits.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much just like low-key flirting the whole time. And then I'm pretty sure I remember you saying something like... Um, you were going to call me and not text me to ask me out.
1: Oh, I did do that.
0: But I can't remember. I don't, I don't see it in here. So yeah, we pretty much just...
1: That was one of my moves. One of the differentiators.
0: Yeah, he said I'll call you later tonight then. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like that's when we started talking because we didn't really message a lot after that. I thought it was funnier than that. Not that exciting. Okay, so, um, yeah, you asked me out. You must have called me then. Asked yep. me out on a date, which was probably really uncomfortable for me. A hot date. And I I don't know.
1: Well, then I... What happened I, next? I mean, I came and picked you up.
0: Oh, yeah. Came and picked me up.
1: We went to Texas Roadhouse and at the time I didn't know this, but
0: my ex's sister was literally walked in the door when we did (laughs) and I thought I was going to die. And
1: because this is still like three months after her divorce.
0: Yeah. And I am a massive introvert. I don't do well in like social situations or at least I used to not be able to. So when I tell you like my everything dropped, I literally, when I saw her, I turned around as fast as I could and was like trying not to be awkward because it was our first date and my blood was just like, I don't even know. It was not a fun feeling.
1: (laughs) So we had dinner, Texas Roadhouse, hopefully didn't eat too many rolls, probably not on better behavior on a first date. Then we went to Jalen's house afterwards. And we just hung out in your basement, and then Brandon came over. So I don't know if you sent an SOS to Brandon. I have no idea. But anyway, Brandon's one of our friends. So, I mean, I think that was pretty much our first date. Hung out probably till like 10 or 11, and then I left.
0: What was your first impression?
1: I mean, I thought you were hot. Jalen thought I had a big butt, which I do. (laughs) So...
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if we're just being super honest, I, I don't know if it was like I wasn't ready for anything yet or whatever, but I instantly put him in the friend zone, which turned out to be like the best thing ever.
1: Yeah, maybe. So let's fast forward. I mean, we hung out or whatever a handful of times after that.
0: But it was good for me that I put him in the friend zone because it. It took off the pressure, like the dates I was going on previously or during or whatever. It was so awkward and it was terrible and conversation was awful, but I felt so comfortable around Sondra because I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't have like expectations of a relationship and I felt so comfortable with you. Oh, good. Like, I'm pretty sure I like farted in front of you. Like,
1: no, you snored. She fell asleep (laughs) cuddling, watching a movie.
0: But it was good. That was good for me because I feel like it wouldn't have gone very far if.
1: Yeah. So, um. so fast forward a little bit, then uh, I don't remember what happened, but I just like, I don't, I don't know if we actually went on a date. All I remember is we went like off-roading in my car up on the mountains.
0: And we got stuck.
1: We didn't get stuck, but we hit like a huge ditch and I thought I like. Broke my fender. Anyway. My old Subi. Um And then we went back to my place and were in my room listening to music. And that's when I went in for the kill. Gave her a smooch.
0: Went in for the kill, the kiss.
1: Um. So yeah, then we, I don't know, we probably made out. I don't think we just kissed. I really don't remember, to be honest.
0: I think we kissed good amount.
1: Yeah. So, so anyway, so then I was like feeling like pretty good. Like I didn't really know what was happening with Jalyn. I was kind of dating one of her friends. Oh no, that came later. But I was still dating other people as well. But I did like her. Um, so I was feeling good. And then the next day, and we're still like talking. And then the next day I get on Instagram and she posts a picture at a fair or carnival or whatever you want to call it, holding hands with another guy. And so then I was just like gutted. Next day she like texts me in the morning and I just told her like not to talk to me anymore. So I was just like, I don't know. that There's, there's some like boundaries with me and that was just like, for me I'm like whatever, I'm done, I'm not playing games. Yeah, and so. for
0: me I, I mean I definitely was dating other people and i don't think i mean i wasn't planning on i mean we weren't planning on kissing obviously so that date that i was going on that next day was already planned so <laughs>
1: and to me like hand holding is a bigger deal than kissing
0: and to me hand holding and kissing isn't a big deal at all like yeah. i feel like you ha- it's just part of the dating experience but i i see where you're coming from though
1: well, it just shows like a bigger commitment to me, like in yeah. public, like cuddling is a different thing, but like public. So anyway, so then I was like, whatever, I'm done. Didn't really want to like fight for it at that point.
0: Yeah. And I was bummed. I mean, I, I did text him because I knew like I still, and I didn't know where it, that relationship was going to go either. It and
1: was that just, was the biker guy That's a... in our, in our bio.
0: Yeah. For those asking who the biker guy was, that was him. So, um, yeah, I actually met him through people in my neighborhood. Um, they all bought some motorcycles together. He wasn't really some like biker dude, but it was just a, it was just a weird situation, and I fell like pretty hard for him. And yeah, we had that we had that date planned before me and Sondra kissed, so I still went on it. And some of my friends came, and then they took that picture, and I posted it.
1: You can probably still see it on her Instagram. I think I I I deleted it. Oh, you did?
0: I mean, I have so many posts. It would take forever to go back, but maybe (laughs) it's still there. Who knows? But yeah, so that relationship definitely, I mean, that like took over. Um, I think we were only dating. I mean, we became official pretty quickly and he traveled for work. So I feel like the relationship was even better because we'd miss each other all week and then see each other on the weekends and... I don't know. It's kind of weird. There's just a... That relationship was just different than anything I've experienced. So um, he broke up with me like a week before my birthday. And then...
1: So middle of August.
0: Yeah. So it was yeah, it was like in August. And then he messaged me. And we kissed
1: he, in like June. So it wasn't
0: that long. Yeah. So yeah. he messaged me and was like, I miss you. I want to go. I want to take you on the motorcycle ride because they'd go on a motorcycle ride every Sunday and... So he's like, I want to take you this week, and I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll, like I'll totally go, cause I still had feelings for him. And a day before, he was like, I can't take you, I can't do it, like I just need to stay away from you. And it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest breakup I've ever experienced in my life, but for a good reason. Um, anyways, he took another girl, and they ended up getting hit by a deer. Like a deer jumped out, and they both flew off the motorcycle, and she like broke and broke her arm. So Jeez. I'm glad I didn't go. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Like I said, I feel like everything worked out how it was supposed to, even though I know it sucked for Saunders at one point.
1: I mean, I got I got over it. Yeah. pretty quick. It wasn't like I mean, I was mad for a day or two, but
0: so then we reconnected because Saunders' company, um, he wanted me to post.
1: We were sending watches to like bloggers and stuff and seeing good results. So so yeah, that's kind I of how we
0: we connected and started talking again through that. And then, um, he actually tried to set me up with his friend and I was definitely not interested at all. (laughs) And then I tried to do
1: the same to me earlier. I
0: did try to do the same to him. And then, um, I kept asking you for help for like blog stuff. Like you helped me do some like tech stuff. You came over a couple times when I was babysitting my nephew. Oh Yeah. And you, like, played video games with him. We and played you Mario helped Kart. Me. And then we kind of just, like, slowly but surely just jumped back into it.
1: Yeah, we just started hanging out more and more.
0: Yeah, but then it went, like, really fast. So when was the Notre Dame game that you went to?
1: Oh, man. I don't know. Probably in September. Maybe October. So that was, October, like two end of months September after. October. <laughs> so yeah.
0: crazy how fast it went. So on my end, I was... Still like I missed him. I was starting to fall for him again, and like we were hanging out and whatever. And he went to that game with his dad and his brothers. And I just really remember like missing him while he was gone.
1: Makes my heart so happy.
0: (laughs) So yeah, so I missed him and I didn't know it at the time, but he posted a picture with a girl that he knew from his mission. But I was like super jealous even though i knew you were just friends
1: (laughs) i actually didn't know this i don't think
0: but i don't think i ever told you that but that's kind of like the moment i knew that i loved him
1: whoa
0: was when i mean i don't like miss people like that you know so that was kind of just like a huge indicator to me so while he was gone for some reason i threw away a bunch of your clothes and bought you new clothes
1: and had them on
0: your chair when you got home,
1: well, I had like all Abercrombie, I, yeah, and all Abercrombie stuff. <laughs> that I mean, it was wasn't like that's that was w-
0: like my biggest. <laughs> okay, but when we
1: say it, it was like it just had like the moose on the shirt. It wasn't like Abercrombie well, yeah. all over, and but anyway, yep. So that happened.
0: So yeah, so he got home, and he was in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, we had some friends coming over. We're gonna watch a movie, so I was getting ready and then you
0: and then I wanted to make it official but the old me (laughs) who has the hardest time having conversations like literally I have so many stories I could tell you I just and especially after being married it's so weird like do you want to be my boyfriend like it just sounds so teenager so I didn't know how to bring it up so while he was in the bathroom, I went to his laptop or his computer and I changed his relationship status to in a relationship with me. And I, I didn't even say anything to him. But then weren't well, you, in the, you were in the bathroom and you're like, you said something because all these notifications started yeah. like coming through. It's
1: like, what did you just do?
0: And I was like, I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's literally how we became official. And then, I mean, I think after that, things went so fast. I mean once you know, yeah. you know, especially after being married and you know what you want and you know what you want to be different. It just I mean, I didn't need to like date for a year or whatever, like I knew.
1: It went way quick. We were engaged in January sometime. And then married April. What's our what's our anniversary date?
0: That's crazy. Nineteenth.
1: Yeah. So,
0: That's crazy. So yeah. It There's went quick. A- and we we built our first house. We literally moved into our first house like a day before we got married. It was like a
1: week. Yeah.
0: So there was that. That was crazy times.
1: So Jalen lived in there. So we're, yeah, we I were might trying... have slept over there once or twice before we got married.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's something. No, no. I mean, we have so many backstories we could share, but that's after being married. That's something I said. Even though I was Mormon and planning on getting married in the temple and all that stuff, I. If I would have lived with my ex for a month, there's no way we would have got married. So that was like, I'm like the next person I marry, I want to spend as much time with them, like in a house setting as possible. So
1: I technically did like live at your house.
0: Yeah, I made him, for a like, while. Sleep on a mattress in the floor in our guest bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, like we, because everyone was gone during the holidays, pretty much yeah, from like so Thanksgiving to the New Year. Yeah, so yeah, I just stayed there for. A handful of weeks and.
0: And we, f- I remember there was one night we like fought about invitations on the floor. Cause <laughs> I wanted like a five page, a five page. Jalen tri- wanted like <laughs> some just like
1: ugly, tacky thing and I was I like, d- ugh, no. It so wasn't tacky. I'm pretty like, I like design a lot. And so, anyway, but hence our house. Some confer- I, We actually did pretty good on the house, I feel. We're on the same page. Anyway. So, yeah. Then. We got married in the temple. SLC. Yep. Salt Lake Temple came, uh, had our reception at Linden, which ended up being like where my work was a few years later, like across the hallway from that reception center, which was kind of cool. We'd have like our company meetings in the reception center. So a little nostalgia there. Um, It was kind of funny. The... (laughs) <laughs> the wedding night. So I have a handicapped brother. And uh, he doesn't have, like, a a big, like, vocabulary. And he kind of, like, just, like, makes noises. <laughs> and so as we were about to do the business, my parents Tom's were, like, were dropping uh, all the presents off. And we could hear him because our master was above the garage. And so we could hear him, like, making noises. So that was kind of like a instant turn off but anyway whatever
0: gotta have an awkward night honeymoon experience
1: yeah and then and then we um did we miss did we miss our honeymoon yeah because our flight got delayed our
0: flight got delayed. we missed our cruise we had to literally pay for two honeymoons yeah with our own money
1: and i but i think it actually ended up being better because our first cruise is going to be on carnival and our second one we booked on Royal Caribbean, and it was the only, they had like two rooms left, so it was like a balcony suite that we ended up having to pay like $2,500 for.
0: But it was awesome.
1: So, yeah, and it was it was awesome. So, we did a, a cruise, hung out in Orlando, went to like Six Flags and stuff. So, then, I think more like real life kind of happened.
0: Fast I, forward, we lived in Eagle Mountain. That was our first house.
1: Yeah. I the first probably like year and a half of marriage was super hard for me. I think both of us for both of us. Well, and I think I just made it way difficult on you because I had really high expectations. I would say I would say probably a lot of them are around were around sex, and also well, I mean, sex was one. I would say like cleanliness was another, cooking, cleaning, that kind of stuff.
0: Typical like. What you'd expect from like a typical Mormon.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, so I grew up with a mom who, you know, did all the cooking and cleaning. And I didn't really expect Jalen to do like the cooking. Like I was fine when we were dating. I did most of the cooking and stuff. So it's not like that was like an expectation I necessarily had. But I think the cleaning in that part was definitely a lot harder for me. So, and for sure the sex. So I don't know if you want to talk... How deep you want to go this episode?
0: I mean, I feel like we could probably talk about a lot of this way deeper.
1: Okay. I mean, we don't have to go super deep.
0: Yeah. I mean, first year and a half was hard. Expectations for me, like, just shut me down completely. Yeah. So I kind of turned to shopping as therapy.
1: And and I think even, yeah, I think the communication was probably the most challenging thing for me. Yeah is knowing how to communicate with Jalen. And I would just come out and say what I was like frustrated about. And then that would cause her to like shut down and feel like she wasn't good enough. So I didn't go about like communicating things well. I don't think I was I mean you can correct me, I don't feel like I was like abusive in the way I communicated, just Well of course not. Just straightforward in how I was saying things.
0: Yeah. I mean I feel like this is probably something we can dive into Deeper later, who yeah. knows where all this comes from. I've always had a hard time with communication, and I think I've come a long way in the last four years.
1: Yeah, super, super far.
0: I mean, at the beginning of our marriage, like, even going to dinner with his friends, I would just, like, shut down completely.
1: Yeah, she would get, like, just, like, the biggest anxiety yeah, going to dinner with friends, And now going I'm, to church. And now
0: I'm so much better.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think we just had a lot, a lot of issues. Um, I mean, I think I had a lot of issues that I kind of projected onto her. But um, yeah, I think there were there were a lot of times I thought about divorce. One time, I even like looked up divorce papers online. Was probably the most I I went and I I mentioned it a few times, which is never a good thing to bring up. That word, especially to someone who's been divorced, I feel like that's very triggering. So, I think what changed my mindset a lot is when Jalen got pregnant with Charlie. Yeah,
0: I feel like that was everyone says not to get pregnant to fix your marriage, but
1: it changed my, my mindset rec- a lot. I don't
0: recommend it, but I, re- I feel like it really did change a lot for both of us.
1: Yeah, I think it was like, okay, we're. I mean, for me, it was like, well, I need to be committed to that, and I still like love Jalen. It wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't love her it was just it was just challenging it was hard
0: yeah and I think everyone can probably agree marriage is just hard yeah I mean you're moving in with someone especially in a Mormon marriage where it's like you don't move in with them first you don't get to see a lot of like different sides like living with someone is completely different than dating someone like nine day difference so for sure like you just learn a lot and you have a lot more trials to overcome when you are in this type of like marriage, because you're going into it, experiencing a lot of new things first, like living together, sex, like everything.
1: And I think, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure we'll go deeper on a a sex episode, so I don't know how deep we go now. But I think the hardest thing for me is like how horny Jalen was when we were dating versus when we got married, it like completely switched off. So I think that when I'm saying like my sex expectations, it was, that was the most challenging thing.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of issues we can dive into that come from how I was raised and religion that has just messed me up. So Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll have a whole episode
1: on. probably to talk through this.
0: Yeah, let's move past this. Okay, um, so we had Char. We had Char in a little cute apartment.
1: Yeah, we ended up selling our house.
0: And we moved into a condo. It
1: kind, of, kind of a crazy time. So Jalen and I were both working at the same place. I was running all of the marketing side. Jalen was over like the biggest um, product, department. but it was that fashion. I mean, it accounted for like 80% of the revenue. So, I mean, her and I were just contributed to a lot of like the revenue and growth of the company. Didn't get along the best with the CEO. It was just very up and down. And so it made it very challenging. Essentially, I got fired. Then that same night he wanted to meet and I got rehired. And then the next day I just went in and said, I'm done. Like, I can't do this.
0: And then I quit.
1: And so, yeah, Jalen quit as well. And so, and, and that was, was like, like two months yeah, before you're going to have Char.
0: Two months before we were going to have baby. We just walked away from our jobs.
1: Yeah. And so that was, that was like pretty wild. I mean, but it
0: felt so good. Like, I wasn't, I can't remember a time that I was stressed. Like, I just had faith that things were gonna work out. Like, the whole time, I just was never stressed that we were gonna be in like a bad situation or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so that was
1: good. And it didn't take me too long to find another job, but I did take a job that was paying me like a third less than I was making.
0: Yeah, and then I wasn't working at all. Yeah, so so, big adjustment.
1: So, we pretty much went through like our whole savings. During that time. Yeah. So it was, it was like kind of, I mean, it was a stressful time, but we made it work and figured things out. So yeah, I had Char, um, then Jalen, you know, probably six months after that is when he signed up for Senagents. Four months. So yeah, talk, talk about that. I think that's a pretty important piece of the story.
0: Yeah, it's a huge part of the story. So yeah, Char was literally four months old because I started in May. She was born in December. Five months? Yeah. Five months? Okay. So she was five months old. um, And I was just in a bad place um, as far as postpartum postpartum goes. And I just remember sitting there. I tell this story all the time. But I just remember sitting there and like feeling like, okay, is this like what my life is going to be like now? Am I just going to be like a milk machine? And. I don't know. It just, it's hard when you're having a, when you have a newborn and you've worked your whole life, it's, it's hard to just, it's just a big adjustment. It's a big adjustment. And I'm, I'm a half, I have to have goals and I have to have something that's pushing and pushing me. Otherwise I feel like I just lose like my purpose and happiness, honestly. So I love being a mom. I was, I mean, we were obsessed with her. I was obsessed with her. Um, but I was really struggling, not having goals or a drive or even income. Like I hated asking Sondra, like, can I buy this thing? Like it sucked. I want money that I can just use when I want. So
1: well, and we just figured, I mean, at least my thought process and I'm sure we talked about it was Jalen would be a stay at home mom. Cause she nannied for quite a bit or quite a while. And so
0: yeah, and it, all it just was-
1: seemed like natural that she would be a mom and do One, that. And it
0: just came together because we quit and we're like, oh, this is perfect. Like you'll, you yeah. i just stay at home. But that was not where my passion was at all. So I, my friend actually, um, sent me some lipstick that didn't come off and I fell in love with the product. I jumped in. I mean, that's, that's a whole different story that we can go into as well. But,
1: and Jalen before this, I'll just say this had like two drawers full of lipstick. Like there were, she probably had like 150 to 200 colors. It was like crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm a lipstick fan and all those colors came off. So I didn't wear lipstick because Charlie, when you have a newborn, they just want to like touch everything.
1: And I didn't like it either.
0: Yeah, and Sondra hated that it came off too. He hated when I wear lipstick and I was like devastated that I couldn't wear lipstick on our wedding day and I will have a makeup day for that one day <laughs> soon. <laughs> I will wear my lipstick and I will wear my dress I want. Um, anyways, so I jumped into that and... I've actually just hit my four-year mark. So that business completely changed everything for us. Um, I grew really quickly in the company. And And I was, and
1: before you get to that, I was like super against it. So part of like a previous job, we would do reputation management for network marketing companies. And so pretty much what that, means is any like negative reviews um primarily around like executives or CEOs we would push them down on like the Google search pages so it would be on like the fourth or fifth page instead of like one of the top results when you search for a company and so that was kind of like my lens about network marketing is it's just full of like dishonest executives um in a company and so i told her no and she pushed back and said, well, I'm going to put it on a credit card. And I said, okay, well, you're going to cover it. So keep in mind, we just like spent all of our savings through, through this. So,
0: and I bought 75 look colors anyways. <laughs> yeah.
1: So she put <laughs> it but on a my credit card for you. Okay. Now keep going. So then you started, started growing pretty quickly.
0: So yeah, we, we started growing like really quickly. So like, I mean, I can't really talk money, but like the first month, I made like a couple hundred bucks. The second month, I was in four figures. The third month, four again. And then the fourth month, we were in five figures. Like yeah. when I say it grew fast, like it was insane. It was insane. Um, and this is this is all a new experience for me. I've never been in network marketing before. And it was just, it was a wild ride. And like I said, my personality, my anxiety, social anxiety, anxiety, I mean all that stuff I just had to I just had to get over it quick because I knew that would be the first thing to like stop me from being successful. I would hold myself back. So step by step I started just doing things out of my comfort zone. But I mean four years now I've done so much like speaking on stage and all these things, but those things that not only helped me in that business has helped me a ton. I feel like in our personal lives, just even having like simple conversations with adults, like seriously going to dinner, like running into someone, which I'm still awkward, but (laughs) running into people, like I can have an adult conversation and not want to like curl up in a ball and hide. So
1: yeah, it's helped Jalen a ton.
0: It's helped me so much. Obviously, um, we're not making what we were at the beginning when it was exploding, but I'm still super grateful for...
1: Well, you're still doing extremely, extremely well. Yeah, we're so still it's...
0: doing great, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, it's not, it's not what it was, but it, that's also a blessing in disguise because it was a little too crazy for me. Yeah. So yeah, we have a good flow going. Um, It's been, yeah, that's been a huge blessing. And I feel like, yeah, it's been a huge part of our life the last four years because it's provided us with tons of travel so we can earn trips with a company and just having like extra funds and being being able to go do those experiences. Like we took Char to Hawaii when she was two, one and a half, you one said? One and a half, yeah. Um, and I mean, we have, plane ride. we have so many good memories already. Yeah, took just her being... on a Disney
1: cruise. I mean, so rewind a little bit. I took like a, I'm just going to call it a sabbatical. I wasn't planning on going back, but I ended up going back from where I was at, um, at Disruptive Advertising. So um, took about eight months off and helped Jalen with her business. And then it was just a good opportunity for us to spend a lot of time as a family. We traveled a lot, um, just did a lot of cool things. So that was, that was a good period for me, especially, I mean, I felt like since I was 18, I had just been working like 70, 80 hour weeks, um, between that, between my mission. So it was kind of a good time for me just to like reset in a way as well. Um, so, I mean, I think we'll look back on that time, and we do now already, just like how grateful we are for that time. Yeah, I was like,
0: we're not really in a spot to do that. I mean, even if you want, even if you didn't want to work, we're not like necessarily in a spot to do that right now. But I'm definitely. It was a. I, we have so many good memories. I mean, yeah. we were traveling like once or twice a month, doing all sorts of fun stuff, and I definitely don't regret it. Yeah, we're I was just going talking to about how Char has already been. I mean she's been to so many places and Dash hasn't really, so we need to get yeah. traveling again soon.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's hard too with my current position yeah. at my my work. I mean, I have flexibility, but I mean also I you know, contribute a lot to the company, so it's hard to take that time off. Um so yeah, so let's go to about a year ago. Fast forward I felt like things we built our dream house. We had Dash. Uh, we had Dash. And he's about almost, the same time.
0: Yeah, he's almost two.
1: Yeah, two in August.
0: So, yeah. A year ago, my anniversary is coming up July 10th of when I officially announced leaving. So... Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're going to have to go into like a huge episode about this, but we'll just briefly cover it right now because it's kind of a... It's a heavy topic and it's a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I... Um decided to leave the Mormon LDS church a year ago and life has been crazy since then. It's kind of changed. We've definitely done a 180. I've done a 180. Um, yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of in limbo. We kind of, we kind of just got thrown into this unknown abyss of, of, I, of, I don't know, like limbo. Um, I mean, before I decided to leave the church, it's I guess I could say it was kind of we're just in a comfortable spot because you know what your future looks like. You know what happens. You know, all that stuff's kind of like laid out for you and you know what you're supposed to do. And then, when I, yeah, when I decided to leave the church, I mean, the first thing you said was divorce again, but you quickly took it back. Um, well,
1: in, in Jalen fashion, she told me over a drive in a car in no. St. George.
0: You had, you had
1: told me you were looking into things.
0: That was something else.
1: Are you sure? Uh,
0: That was the heavier thing that we'll talk about later. (laughs) Um, I told you when I was sitting in the bed. So, but yeah, I mean, this probably should go in another episode because it's a lot, but yeah, I mean, I started, my intention at the beginning was, um, I had two kids now and I wanted to kind of. Um, strengthen my testimony and I just had this like desire to you know be a little bit better for my kids and for myself so I kind of started to dive into stuff um, just on even on like the church website and um, I've never really like dove like that and I started like just these red flags kept popping up and I started having questions and then I was answering my questions by diving in deeper, and I started asking Sondra questions, but... I mean, I, I remember even asking you, like, if we can have discussions about this stuff, but, like, I'm a fast mover. I'm not, like... I just... Once I, like, something's on my mind, it kind of consumes me, and that's all, like, it consumed me. Like, that's all I could think about, and... I remember the moment that I decided it wasn't for me. I was driving to go get sushi with my um, one of my really good friends, Brandon, which we've already talked about like twice in this podcast. Shout Um, out, Brandon. So yeah, I was going to get sushi and I was listening um, to a podcast and I had to like sit in the car for a little bit because I had literally like a breakdown. Because yeah, I was driving, listening, and like in that moment I just like knew it wasn't wasn't for me anymore and that was like the moment I knew and I obviously didn't like jump on and call Sondra or text Sondra or anything but that's kind of like that was a very big moment for me knowing like that this wasn't my path anymore and I yeah I sat in the car and cried he was inside waiting for me and I was just trying to take deep breaths outside and <laughs> like compose myself before I went in I don't even think I talked to him about what was going on I think we just pretty you much, I think we pretty much just ate If I can remember, I don't know. I could have maybe said something, but I think I didn't want to talk about it because I was just on the verge of tears, and then I cried the whole way home, and then, I mean, I think I remember I told you when I was in bed, like, that I am done. Like, I remember sitting there because you were standing up, and that was a hard... I mean, and there's like, there's a lot more heavy stuff that goes into this whole story, but I think we should probably save that Yeah, yeah we for can another time. Deeper. But yeah, I mean, life is definitely looks a lot different than it did a year ago and not even on purpose. Like I would have never, I mean, even a year ago to this day right now, I would have never thought that we would be in this spot or that life would look different or whatever it looks like. And yeah, it's been It's been a hard year all around. Hard, but also very good. Yeah. Which is kind of like, it's kind of weird. Because it's been hard, but at the same time, it's been like, I feel like for the first time I could take a breath and like be myself.
1: Jalen's always wanted to put a lot of pressure on herself about anything. And I think too, that was part of, part of some of like, our dialogue in the past when we were first married, I think that was like part of my expectation too was like Jalen's like spirituality. And so I think there was, there's always a lot of like tension around that in our marriage. Um, and Jalen not feeling like she was good enough and stuff like that around that. And so even like her and I talking religion, usually it just never ended up in like a, an uplifting conversation.
0: No, I usually just would shut down.
1: Yeah. So, so it was always, I mean, it was always a little challenging and it was just like, you know, reading the scriptures or something like that, you know? So, but yeah, so here, here we are now and just figuring, figuring life out together.
0: And who knows? I mean, it could, our life could look like a hundred percent different again in a year because from last year, to now, it still has... I mean, it's changed so much still. Like, my beliefs, our relationship, like, so much has changed. Yep. So, yeah, there's our there's our background. And I feel like just that whole thing, we have, like, a million more topics we could pull out of there and talk more,
1: about. More just our story. Yeah. There's a lot... Yeah. I mean, some of the things we, I, w- I want to talk about, obviously we'll talk about what we're doing this weekend in our next podcast, but I had a really good session with like, uh, one of my coaches, he coaches like our executive team, but I had like a really grand groundbreaking session with him yesterday. So a lot of it tied to like my childhood and even to like marriage with Jay Lynn. So I think there's like things I I even want to go back and discuss around like childhood and how that kind of set like a framework up for who I am today and kind of like my identity crisis right now, which I think ties to Jalen's identity crisis. So,
0: oh yeah. I mean, I think we could, we could have a whole episode about just how we were raised and childhood stuff. There's lots, lots that we could pull out of this.
1: Yep. There's a lot.
0: There's our story. We've been married for a Seven. seven years now <laughs> and yeah we just got our we just got a matching tattoo
1: yep it's coordinates navigating life together
0: oh snap
1: so okay well love you babe good first episode love you we'll uh, we'll catch you guys for episode two